I'm Pastor George. I'm the outreach pastor here and uh, involved in some of the outreach ministries that we have at the church. Uh, I Obviously, Pastor Isaac and Donya are not here, and uh, they send their greetings. They're uh, out of town for several days just to get away, and uh, so uh, they'll be back next week. And uh, I, w- I wanted to just mention, in regard to last Sunday, uh, we had a spaghetti lunch. Did you guys enjoy that? Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody that was involved in that. I really appreciate your involvement and uh, the people that, uh, the volunteers, as well as the eaters. <laughs> it, was, it was great to have you all there. We uh, wanted to let you know that we were able to raise uh, $2,123 through that. So thank you. And, and then, of course, that went to our ministry in Sheo. And uh, we're going to be, a team will be leaving in about three weeks, I think is roughly. So uh, we're looking, very excited about that. So as we begin today, uh, would you stand with me? And uh, we're going to read some scripture together. And uh, I will read what's in white (laughs) or black. And if you read with me the yellow words. 1 Samuel 3, 8 through 10. Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. In John 10, 27 My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I want to thank Teacher Reed and Mackenzie for uh, giving uh, such a a great demonstration of some of the things I'm going to talk about today. Yeah. Well, today I... uh, I want to talk to you about hearing God's voice. And uh, as I began preparing this message, I tried to recall my earliest memories of hearing God speak. I grew up in a home where um, we believed that God spoke to us. Not not, uh, necessarily always in an audible voice, but often through the Bible while in prayer or even impressions and thoughts uh, or even through other people that were listening to the Holy Spirit. We believe that God answered prayer. Not that just that he said, or that he answered prayers, but that he answered prayer and gave direction, and that sometimes his direction was as clear as an audible voice. My experiences in church also included uh, times where people filled with the Holy Spirit would speak in tongues, and, and then other people would give an interpretation of, of their spiritual language. Usually I had no problem at all believing that it was God speaking to me or to all of us in, uh, through those people. And because of my early exposure to God's leading, I believe that God spoke to me through his word and through the messages that I heard from my pastor I believe that God sometimes spoke through other people who had spiritual gifts. I believe that God could also speak through me. That if, if he asked me to say something to someone else, 
that it was actually God's word going out of my mouth. And I also learned that not all the voices I was hearing were God's. There have been so many times that I felt like God was directing me in a decision, a problem, maybe a mental roadblock, um, a, a hurdle. When I, when I was learning to trust him and to step out in faith, and he spoke to me through thoughts and through my prayers, maybe even a worship song, a sermon, a Bible study. I'm convinced that God speaks to us today. <clears throat> he speaks to us all the time. No doubt there are others here who've had similar experiences. Let me, let me just add, though, there have been plenty of times that I've not listened. There have been plenty of times that I didn't want to hear what the Lord was telling me. I wanted to do it my way. Times that I, I didn't want to wait for his answer or his direction. There were times that I thought I had it all figured out. My way seemed the best way for me for me to look good, at least, or for, for me to save face, but it never was. It seemed like those times always ended with me coming back to the Lord and repenting and confessing my failure and confessing his wisdom. I learned what happens when I don't listen to God. I imagine that there are, are many here who have had similar experiences. Hearing God's voice or receiving direction from him. You know, but I also realize that some of you may be saying, well, why doesn't God speak to me? I don't think I hear his voice. I want you to know this morning that God does speak to you. He does. You just might not recognize his voice yet. I recently heard a pastor saying, uh, say that hearing God was a little bit like listening to the radio. Um, radio stations are always broadcasting music and sound and talk, you know, and converting the sound into radio waves. And they send that out into the atmosphere. And there's one going right now. <laughs> Those signals are, are even in, in this room. Radio waves just going through this room. But we can't see them. We can't even hear them. However, if we have a receiver tuned to the right frequency, we can hear them really well. And in the same way, God is always speaking to us, uh, directing us, encouraging us, empowering us. But we need to be tuned to his voice. We need to hear what he's saying. So if we, if we cannot hear God speak, the problem is not likely the source it's more likely that our receiver is not tuned correctly or even turned on. I propose to you that whether you have heard the, the voice of the Lord or not, if you've, whether you've, you've received the direction of the Lord or not, we all want to hear from God. Would you agree with me? We all want to hear from God in our lives. We want God's answers. We want his wisdom. We want his insight. We want his direction. Sometimes we just want to know why. Why, Lord? It's the way that he created us. I, I think about, you know, a little kid when they're kind of growing up and discovering things. Why? Why? You know, and sometimes we even ask the Lord, why? Why? 
He created this way. He created us for relationship with him. One thing I've observed as we've gone through the Lord's Prayer, and, and you've had opportunities to uh, text in your personal responses, is that we often find it difficult to recognize God's voice. If God is speaking to us and we want to hear from him, with all the other noises in the world, how can we recognize God's voice? So uh, if you, uh, if you can actually, you can turn and look on the screen in a moment here, but if you have your Bibles and want to turn to 1 Samuel, we wrote the, read this just a moment ago, but in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we read a, or read a story about God speaking to someone who had never heard his voice before. This is the story of, the old, of an old priest named Eli and his young apprentice, Samuel. We're told at the very beginning of the chapter that in these days, messages from the Lord were very rare and uh, visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli had gone to bed and young Samuel had, was asleep in the tabernacle. Suddenly, he heard someone call out, Samuel. He thought it was Eli, so he, he ran to, meet, to uh, Eli's room and said, yes, what is it? Here I am. And Eli is startled and is going like, what are you doing? Go back to bed. <laughs> I thought I heard someone. You didn't hear. Just go back to bed. Have you had like your kids, you know, I'm thirsty. Just go back to bed. <laughs> I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So this happened three times. Let me just insert in something here. I, did you know that God talks to your kids too? He does. It's not just an adult thing. He talks to kids. Well, then we're told by the narrator uh, that Samuel did not know the Lord because he had never received a message from the Lord before. Little Samuel. The scripture we read earlier tells us what happened next. And in verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 8, it says, Then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again, and if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. And then God told Samuel what he was about to do. I want to pause for just a moment. Do you see yourself in this story? Are you like Samuel? Maybe listening for God's voice is something new to you. You're not even sure what God's voice sounds like. Or, or are you more like Eli? Do you struggle to hear God's voice, to recognize it? Eli had ignored God's voice for so long that it took him several times to realize that it was God calling. Honestly, there are times where I feel like I'm in, in Eli's sandals. 
In John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus says this. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. He says that we will recognize his voice. But often we find that there are other voices that want to grab our attention. These voices want to draw us away from hearing God. And in, uh, in your handout, you'll see an opportunity maybe to write some of these voices in, if you, uh, the handout that's in your bulletin. But um, in his book, Hearing God, uh, author and pastor Ben Dixon identifies several of these voices. Ben defines voices as influences or something or someone that seek to persuade us. So the first voice that I just want to mention, we're going to kind of buzz through these, is the voice of the enemy. The enemy tells us lies about us. He tells us lies about our friends. He lies about himself. <laughs> he lies about God. The Bible says that lying is his native, native tongue. The enemy uses deception. He twists God's words. And he uses every other voice that we're going to mention here to pull us away from hearing God's voice. He will even try to imitate God's voice. Well, the next voice is the voice of the flesh. <clears throat> this is the voice of the disordered desires that we talked about a few weeks ago. The voice calls us to do what feels good to us. It's the voice of our selfish desires. Jesus describes this voice in his parable of the seed, the seeds in the soil in Luke 8, 14. He says, the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly, the message is crowded, crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of life. The third voice is the voice of our past. And I would venture to say that there may be some people here. I mean, you, you walked in today with that voice talking to you. It's hard to forget our past. Particularly when this voice reminds us constantly. It reminds us of the hurts that were done to us. It, rem it reminds us of the failures that we have done. The events that seem to destroy our hope and joy. I read in a, a 2020 study by the Barna Group that, that says that one in four adults in the U.S. have experienced a trauma. So I want to acknowledge that the wounds that we have are real, that they need to be healed. Amen? But they also need to hear the voice of God. And we need to hear the voice of God. Psalm 107.20 says, He sent His Word and healed them. God's Word heals. The psalmist also says that the Lord heals the brokenhearted and bandages up their wounds. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, one of my favorite verses, it speaks against this voice of our past and it declares anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new has come. The new life has begun. In Romans 8.1, the, 
it closes the voice of this, uh, it closes the mouth of this voice that says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. God even, uh, God even used a lot of people in the Bible that, who had a difficult past, but he called them out of that into a new life. Amen. The fourth voice is the voice of the world. Our society's uh, influence, the like button. This is the voice of media in all its forms, convincing you that something is normal in our society. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but making sinfulness okay and acceptable and even commendable. Be careful. This voice can include binge-watching on our favorite streaming platform. It can even be, as, as Reed demonstrated, it, it can even be the distraction of a smartphone in our lives. They all distract us from God's voice. And ver, um, voice number five is the voice of the crowd. Peer pressure. There are times that we are pressured into do, doing something that we don't want to do or that we know is wrong. There is a fear of standing against the crowd, and, and we have to decide if we're going to give in to that fear or if we're going to listen to God's voice. And lastly, and most importantly, there's the voice of the Lord, the voice of God, the Good Shepherd. What does God's voice sound like? Does he have an outside voice or an inside voice? From the Bible, when God's power and, and majesty and glory were on display, it, it, it seemed like it was an outside voice. The description of his voice was thunderous and powerful. But when God encounters individuals, it's more of an inside voice. His spirit speaking to our spirit. The voice of the Lord is a, a still, small voice. In 1 Kings, we have a story of uh, Elijah, the prophet. He's, he uh, just got a threat from Jezebel. Jezebel says, I'm after you. You're dead by, the sun, by sundown. And he takes off and he runs and he's scared. And as he went and hid, he was encountered by God's voice as a gentle whisper in his ear. Psalm 145, 18 says, The Lord is near to those who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. And, and, and that verse even made me think of the testimony we had uh, a couple months ago from one of our youth that uh, said, um, the, he, uh, she said, uh, when someone is close by you, they don't have to yell. Love that. And when God is with you, he doesn't have to yell. I hope not. But we need to listen. The voice of the Lord is like a loving father. The book that I mentioned earlier from Ben Dixon. Ben says this, Everything that we think God is saying to us must be filtered through how a loving father would speak to his child. I think that's really good advice. When, when God speaks to Jesus... He says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. 
I believe he speaks this over us as well. He is a loving father. As you listen for his, invo- his voice, embrace the truth that you belong to him and that he loves you dearly. The voice of the Lord is also like a wise counselor, the Holy Spirit, bringing correction and direction. I, I love that in Acts, Paul even shares in, in, the, in Acts that the Holy Spirit directed even where they traveled, where the Holy Spirit says, don't go that way. And that's the voice of God teaching us where to go. God's voice will always be in line with his character. You want to know if this is God's voice, is it what the Bible says? So how, how do we discern God's voice from all those other voices? Um, you, you may have heard how financial institutions train their employees uh, to detect fake currency. They don't generally show, you, uh, show them what a fake bill looks like. They train them to identify authentic currency by showing them the real thing. They show them all of the safety features uh, that make that bill authentic. They know that, that it's easier, much easier for them to spot a counterfeit when they know the real thing. It's important for us to be aware of the other voices, those counterfeit voices. But it's more important for us to know the real voice of God. I want uh, we're gonna, I'm just going to share six ways that we can discern his voice. There's probably more, but these are really good. In fact, the first one is probably the most important. Read the Bible. Study it. Consume it. His written word will confirm his spoken word. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show yourselves approved of God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Knowing the word of God, study it. You know, in college, I took an art appreciation class. And uh, we studied the great composers and, and artists and, uh, from different eras. Our final exam was to listen to a selection of music or they put up a picture on the screen and we had to write down who the composer was or who the artist was. The only way that we could pass that test is if we studied those styles and became familiar with the person who created it. That's it. We would have been lost if we didn't do that. So when we read the Bible... We become familiar with the Creator's voice. His written word confirms His spoken word. Secondly, is to, to discern God's voice, we just need to spend more time with Him. I uh, recently heard um, a, an incredibly courageous missionary speak. Her name is Carol. And one of the things she said that was just so profound to me was the secret to prayer is secret prayer. In Matthew 6.6, Jesus says, when you pray, go away by yourselves, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. 
If we want to recognize God's voice, we have to spend more time with him. Plain and simple. The third one is to purposely quiet other voices. Purposely quiet the other voices. Lamentations 3, 24 through 26. Actually, when I found this verse, I thought, Lamentations, I don't get there that much. (laughs) Really? I don't go there that much. But there's some good stuff in Lamentations. The Lord is good to those who wait on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. What are you listening to? What are you watching? (laughs) You pay attention to what you consume. Fasting, fasting from other voices while you spend time quietly in God's word will reap spiritual rewards and clarity. Um, Nielsen, the, the um, organization that keeps track of how we use media, uh, they did a, uh, a study back in 2018. And I, I saw this and I said, oh my goodness. U.S. adults spend more than 11 hours a day on all forms of media. That would include like online, TV, radio, video, streaming, 11 hours a day, influence. And I found another study that said that only one-third of believers read their Bible every day. What's going to influence us? You know, this is a voice that we can control. Psalm 46 says, be still. Know that I am God. Number four is to seek godly counsel. You know, God has given us each other. Given us each other to help us hear him better. Christian friends, Stephen ministers... One of our pastors, wise wise counsel will always align with God's word. If it doesn't, it's not wise. Proverbs 11.14 says, Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. I want to just give a a warning. This morning as I was praying, I just felt like I need to write this in here. Not seeking counsel from godly people is pride. It's a strong indicator that we're not willing to listen to God. Number five is to ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the will of the Father. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the mind of man what God has prepared for those who love him. But, I love that, but it was to us that God revealed these these things through his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's secrets. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal God's will. 
John 14, 26, but when the Father sends, Jesus speaking, when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. And the last one, number six, wait on the Lord to confirm his voice. Isaiah 30 Verse 18. There's a lot of scriptures I'm throwing out. I hope you're maybe scribbling them down. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18 and 21. For the Lord, is, the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go. Whether to the right or to the left. Wait on the Lord. We don't, we don't like to wait for anything. I don't know about you. I guess I should speak for myself. I don't like to wait. But let me say that you will never be disappointed when you wait on the Lord. Never. Psalm 27, 14. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait, wait patiently for him. In Psalm 37, 7, be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. The last thing I want to talk about today is that Jesus says that his sheep know his voice and they follow him. Oh, we say that we want to hear God's voice. But are we willing to follow? Are we willing to obey him no matter what? If, um, if you're following along in the, um, the YouVersion Bible app, Pastor Isaac invited us at the beginning of the year to participate in that and, and to do the one story that leads to Jesus' reading plan. Well, several days ago, uh, you were introduced to a Hebrew word, the word Shema. The word Shema means to hear. Hear, O Israel. It means to hear. In the Hebrew language, there's no separate word for to obey. It's the same word as to hear. Because to hear something is to obey. If, you don't, if you're not obeying, well, apparently you didn't hear. When we hear God speak... We're also called to obey his word. It's one thing to hear God. It's another thing to obey him. So how do we respond to the voice of the Lord? This is important. Lord, I want to hear your voice. How do I respond to you? Jesus said that when we hear his voice, we follow. He's calling us to obedience. Verse uh, John 10, 27 that we read a little while ago. I, I, I changed it around a little bit and I'm, hopefully that's not uh, a bad thing. But I, I personalized it. I want to say this together. If we could say this together. Together. I hear the shepherd's voice. He knows me and I will follow him. Let's say it again. I hear the shepherd's voice. He knows me. And I will follow him. Hmm. 
What would our lives be like? What would our lives be like if we regularly, daily, sought to be in God's presence and waited to hear his voice? Amen. I once heard someone say that a lot of times when we go to prayer, we, we, we want to seek God's hands. What are you going to do for me, Lord? And he wants us to seek his face. He wants to know us. He wants to have a conversation with us. What if we were constantly engaged in his word and trusting his direction? How, how do you think that would change our relationships? What do you think God would be saying to you? Maybe God is speaking to your spirit right now. Where do we go from here? Sometimes when I'm not sure what God is saying, I try to remember the last thing he said. What was the last thing God said to you? Have you responded to him? Mm-hmm.